Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. For the safety of you and others, please make sure all hands, feet, and arms remain inside. And please watch your children. And now, let the show begin. You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with your hosts, Tim and Gary. Grab a bowl of Lucky Charms. Put on your hammer pants. Hammer pants! Hammer! Slip on your power glove and relive your childhood with a show dedicated to the love of animation. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Disney. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And so much more. It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Welcome to Mr. Severi episode. Wow. <laughs> uh, it's been so long, Gary. It's been so long since we've come together and, and done this. So welcome to this a very special episode of Saturday Morning Rewind. You can find me on Twitter. Of course, my name is Tim Nadell. Find me on Twitter. It's at Saturday Rewind. And uh, I am Gary, and you can find me on Twitter. Twi- okay. Twitter. On Twitter at SMR Gary. So today's episode is brought to us by a loyal listener and actually a friend of the show, David. He suggested that we talked about Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue, which was like an anti-drug PSA cartoon episode that aired in 1990. And also, along with the full discussion about the episode, we're going to be featuring an interview I recently did with the lead actor from the cartoon himself, uh, Jason Marsden, will be joining us for a few minutes. Cool. And you didn't even know that, Gary. I, I was keeping that a secret from you. You're hiding so many things from me. I know. Well, I, I started <laughs> yeah. I, I started doing that more on Facebook and Twitter, not li- really letting you know 100% what's going on, which is kind of bad. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just, I want you to feel like a, a fan again on the show because you came along as a fan, you know? You're a listener first. So I kind of wanted right. you to have that spark again of, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. Does it make any kind of sense? Yes. So yeah, he will yeah. be joining us uh, a little bit, and uh, the full interview will be heard later on this week as its own episode because we actually do a full interview about his career and that kind of stuff, but we do talk a few minutes about Cartoon All-Stars The Rescue, so look forward to that, you know, not maybe 15 minutes into the episode. Cool. And then, of course, we're going to be ending the show with one of our new favorite games that we've been doing for the past couple months, where we play a reversed cartoon theme song and have to guess what cartoon it is, which I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've been having a good time with it so far, but I'm I'm starting to run out of like major cartoons. <laughs> yeah, I mean we'll we'll run into that, and I really do think my three are kind of hard. I didn't mean to. Okay. I, I just picked them off the top of my head, thinking that they're pretty popular cartoons, but uh-huh. I listened to them and they're kind of hard. So hopefully you can get them. I, I'm rooting <laughs> for you. I'm rooting for you. All right. Yeah. I I don't know how mine sit. They were definitely harder in my head until I sort of listen to him again and then i thought well i don't know <laughs> this might not be as difficult as i thought so we'll see maybe we're on polar opposites today watch well, we pick the same cartoons again mm-hmm. and the winner of this get receives a free dull whip float from disneyland when we go there in next july yes i can't believe it's Which, already uh, it's it's like i think i did the math i think it's like 44 weeks away that we'll be there wow all right, so before we go on to the episode, I do need to plug our podcast network that we started a couple months ago with DAF Radio. It's called Saturday Morning Network. You can go ahead and follow us online at SaturdayMorningNetwork.com. And we also have our own separate Facebook and Twitter page. So go check that out. All of our shows are going to be combined on that network. Plus, we're also creating other shows to go with it. So 
definitely follow us. It's definitely worth it. So along with the network, I also wanted to push our Patreon campaign as well. Uh, Patreon, if you guys don't know, it's a monthly donation website where if you're a fan of something, you can donate monthly to. And we have different tiers. We have like you can donate a dollar a month if you wanted to. Two dollars a month. We have a five dollar a month. We have a ten dollar and a thirty dollar a month. Each one of those comes with its own special perk. So go check us out on our Patreon page. You can find it through our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Um, like the $10 perk, you get your name mentioned or your podcast name mentioned in our episode, which you'll hear later on in this episode here. And the $30 one, you get that. And you also get to ask a question to an upcoming interview that I'm going to be doing. That's going to be pretty cool. So yeah, go just check that out. I mean, and if you just like what we're doing, you know, a dollar a month, it, it, it definitely helps. It really does. No, I, I wish I could donate because then I could have you ask questions for me. That's, then you can be involved in the interviews. That's true. That's true, yeah. Poor Gary. Um, Not involved in the interviews. <laughs> it's so cold out here. It's because um, I've, I've, I've tried to include you, but you're so bad. Am I? No, you're not. It's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to manage multiple people on the same phone line. I know what you mean, yeah. I completely understand that. But yeah, I mean, this is a great... Uh, this is a great way to get your question that you've always wanted to ask your favorite voice actor out there. So that's definitely something to consider. And I'll mention your name too when you ask it so they'll know who's asking it. Interesting. So also I wanted to plug some upcoming interviews that I've done and that will be coming soon on the podcast. I actually just did one last night that I'm super excited about. Uh, Lisa Henson. So that last name might sound familiar to most of you, I'm hoping. <laughs> but yeah, she is the daughter of Jim Henson. And she's actually the current CEO of the Henson Company. And we just talk, spend the whole time, mainly the whole time, just talking about her dad, which was really, really cool because he is honestly one of my favorite people of all time. So it was super cool to talk to her about that. Very cool. I, I'm looking forward to hearing that one because I don't really know what kind of questions you would ask a CEO. I know. I was nervous because I've talked to plenty of high-profile people, but not CEOs. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool, though. It's, it's weird at the same time, but there's also two people online with us listening. And, uh, I mean, they don't talk at all, but they're there just to make sure that we don't go too far into something. You know what I mean? Right. Make sure that you're not hitting on her or asking inappropriate <laughs> questions. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, tell me, did you wear a uh, black tie? To the uh, <laughs> to the audio only interview that you did, I should have maybe or a green tie or something. Oh yeah, there you go. Oh, that's even better. So on top of that, I just released my interview with Carlos Alazraki, who is Rocco's Modern Life. Yes. So that just came out today. Also coming up, I have John Casier. He is the voice of the Crypt Keeper from the Tales from the Crypt series, and also from the animated series Tales from the Crypt Keeper. That's coming out October first. And let us not forget, I, I actually haven't fact-checked this, but I heard that he was the voice of Elliot in the new Pete's Dragon movie. He was. He told me. Excellent. Cool. Yeah. So, topical. Exactly. And also, coming mid-October is, I'm sure the name Paul Freeze. it probably sounds familiar to most people, but it's not really that common of a name. But he is one of my favorite voice actors of all time. He's got an amazing voice. And here, I got I got a little sample of, of what he's done right here. KU 6905. 
When hinges creak in doorless chambers and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls, whenever candlelights flicker where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present. So that is Paul Fries. He is the ghost host from the Haunted Mansion from Disney theme parks. He does have an incredible voice, like you were saying. I mean... I, I remember flipping through the radio one time and hearing, uh, I think it was like some sort of Bible thing being read. And I've tried and tried to look up uh, and see if he actually ever did read any sort of, uh, or do any sort of religious readings. But it sounded just like him. And that was kind of creepy hearing the Bible read by <laughs> the voice of the ghost host. <laughs> now, of course, I don't have him on the episode because he passed away in the later 80s. But his son, Fred Freeze joins me and we talk all about his dad paul freeze which is a really fun thing because he's a really really interesting guy paul freeze was very mysterious so i hear you're gonna hear a lot of fun facts about him cool and you've already kind of talked to uh paul freeze 2.0 with Corey burton exactly yeah Corey's and we talk about that a little bit in the interview too how he feels about Corey and 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 his thoughts on on him taking his characters you know past his dad's death Interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to that part. I also just interviewed Carol Spinney again. He is the voice and the puppeteer of Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch. He'll be joining us again talking about Jim Henson. So as you can see, there's a little Jim Henson thing going on. I'm planning like a Jim Henson month, which I think probably be like maybe November-ish. Very cool. Of course, I got the Jason Marsden interview coming up this week or next week, and that's a lot of fun. And I believe the last one I'll be talking about will be my interview with Michael Bell. Nice. Yep, so he was our very first episode. He's my first interview I did for the Saturday Morning Rewind, and he joins me back again talking about his career and, and anything new going on. It's And I'm not, I'm not just saying this. It's really one of my favorite interviews that I've done. It's a lot of fun. Excellent. I'm looking forward to hearing that one again without the uh, technical difficulties yeah, there, of the there, first episode. There was a lot of, of tech problems in the first interview, so if you ever listened to the first one and you know really did not like it, I think you're really going to enjoy this new one. Well, I mean, if you if you expect the very first episode to sound like perfection, that's that's aiming really high. I mean, there's definitely been an, an increase over time, and that first episode was rough, but it was still a good interview. And uh, I look forward to seeing what you bring to the table on this next one with him. Yeah, man. So is there anything new going on in the cartoon world that we wanted to talk about before we go into our episode? You know, we, we've had such a busy 2016 whenever it comes to news and, and reboots and, and things of that nature. But um, no, <laughs> not really. I mean, the, the biggest news that I can come up with is uh, is Tad Stone's recently revealed online that uh, Darkwing Duck and DuckTales are set in two different uh, universes, essentially and, like a, a DC's multiverse. or whatever And he is the creator of Darkwing Duck, so I guess he should know, right? I guess so. And I mean, I'm, I'm thinking that the question was probably never really approached in the 90s, um, but probably continuity fans have been driving him crazy at conventions and stuff asking that question. So he finally just got frustrated and gave an answer. Yeah, um, th- that would be my guess. Um, me personally, whenever I was growing up, I, I just assumed they were in the same universe, but I didn't need a, def- a definitive yes or no. Um, so I don't know. This news doesn't really upset me as much as I've seen it upset some people. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw I saw one guy get cussed out 
over the fact that he disagreed with another person on this. And I'm thinking, guys, there are bigger issues. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I know it's important to some people and, and I think it would be cool if they're in the same universe. Uh, but it doesn't make or break my day if it's not. I just don't understand how they can't be in the same universe. You know what I mean? I do, yeah. I mean, there's, that, that's, that's how I feel. Gizmo Duck, Launchpad. I know you can have the same characters, same names and all. I, I forget, when they first meet each other in Darkwing Duck, um, Launchpad and uh, Gizmo Duck, what was their reaction upon seeing each other? Do you remember? I don't. Was there recognition? I really don't. I don't think so. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think... And don't don't quote me on this, but the first time I remember seeing Gizmo Duck, who knows if it was in the actual production code order, but was probably in the just uh, just us Justice Ducks episode. Yes, and yes. I don't even remember if Launchpad is in that episode with them. Yeah, you know what? I just watched that recently with my daughter Madison. I don't remember him being in that one. Yeah, hmm, maybe maybe that's how they tiptoed around the issue. Maybe. But yeah, I don't know. But I know that was there more, but. I just don't remember. I don't. I don't see why he would say they're not. You know why? What's What's the reason? I guess to shut fanboys up, maybe. Perhaps, perhaps. I think that's why a lot of things are said on the internet. <laughs> but he also did. I heard from a different source. He also did allude to a possible reboot on uh, Disney XD of Darkwing Duck. Really? Yeah. Okay. So maybe there's a reason why he said that because both. I don't know. You'd be kind of cool to have them both rebooting at the same time and have them connected, though. Yeah, I agree. Although they tried to do that uh, in the 2011 Boom series. They ran like a four-issue arc between DuckTales and Darkwing Duck, and it didn't go over so well. Hmm. Um, but that was uh, there was a lot of things going on at that time uh, where basically someone else took over for writing, to my understanding, and it just didn't work out so well. I don't want to say more than that because I don't know all the details and the, the, the facts are kind of blurry. I've heard Aaron talk about it a little bit, but basically there was some bad blood towards the end of that series. Hmm. So I'll leave it at that. Well, I guess we'll find out what's going on if there is a reboot and maybe we'll hear more about this conspiracy theory of the two not being connected. Maybe we'll get Tad back on. That would be great. Yeah. And actually, uh, speaking of Tad, he uh, just released the first season of his new series on Netflix oh. called Kulapari, an army of frogs. Oh, that's and I watched okay. The yeah, I, I, uh, he's, he's directing it. He didn't uh, create the show. Yeah. I've been but, seeing stuff online about it and I forgot that he was, didn't he talk about that a little bit in our interview that he was working on that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I feel like he might've mentioned it for the first time on our show back yeah. in the day, but yeah, I, I watched the first couple episodes. It's got a good voice cast with, uh, Keith David and Mark Hamill and a handful of others. Never heard of them. And it's it's pretty good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, does does not ring a bell. <laughs> I don't even know what noise I just made when you said that because it was like a <laughs> it was like a, a laugh. It was like a and hmm. like. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim and Gary. Hey there, Citizen Darkwing Duck here. Reminding you that you're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind, but you knew that. All right, so here we are talking about Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. Did you watch this originally when it aired? Uh, I don't think so. I've definitely seen it throughout the years, but probably just on 
home video and uh, the internet. Yeah. I don't remember if I watched it originally, but I definitely watched it soon after it came out. I think I must have watched it when it aired. So I do remember it, but I don't remember it, mm-hmm. you know, vividly. Yeah, it's it's such a cool concept and kind of kind of dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll dig into that in a second. But this originally aired in nineteen ninety. It was financed by McDonald's and the Ronald McDonald Children's Charities. It was actually the very first time that something like this aired on all four of the major networks. It was on ABC, NBC, Fox, and CBS because each one of those networks had a character featured in the cartoon. Huh. And those characters were actually provided for free. They did it for free because it was going to towards like a public service announcement type of a cartoon episode. So it wasn't like a Roger Rabbit deal. It was actually like a charity donation almost. Wow. I was I was kind of wondering how that worked, how they were getting Disney characters in yeah. there and others. So that makes perfect sense. Because this is like a couple of years after Roger Rabbit, because Roger Rabbit, I think, was 88-ish. And mm-hmm. yeah, and, and honestly, to me, I loved Roger Rabbit. But to me, as somebody who grew up with these cartoon characters from my generation, I love these characters together more than seeing, you know, Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny together. Right. I'm not saying it's better than Roger Rabbit because it's not. It was just a lot of fun to see them together finally. Yeah, yeah, and and completely unexpected too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the song that's featured inside of it, uh, Wonderful Ways to Say No, was written by Howard Ashman and Alan Menken, which you probably know did the songs for Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin. Absolutely, yeah. That is really cool. Yeah, I um I remember the I remember the song in that and thinking, you know, this is pretty good. I wonder who wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> but the particular version that I saw didn't have credits on it, so I couldn't really fact check everything aside uh-huh. from going on the internet. But I knew you'd come prepared with all I know. the all I'm, the, uh, I'm, I'm good like facts. that. Yep, yep. <laughs> so the plot follows Michael. He is a voice by Jason Marsden, which we'll be hearing from in just a few minutes. Uh, Michael is a troubled teenager involved in drugs. I think he's been doing it for a couple years now. He's stealing his dad's beer out of the fridge. He's stealing his little sister's piggy bank, which you see in the very beginning of the episode. Um, And he uses that money from the piggy bank to, you know, get more drugs. And uh, that's where the story opens up. Opens up with, you don't see who's doing it, but somebody steals her piggy bank. And suddenly some of the cartoon characters come to life in her room. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something that I think... I like the way that the characters do come to life because it's sort of playing on the whole imagination aspect of being a kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember thinking that I would love it if, you know, m- the characters in my comic book suddenly came to life whenever, uh, you know, well, not whenever my brother stole my money for drugs. <laughs> you know, something along those lines, you know, just that my comic books could come to life and create the characters that I love. So I love that. Yeah. And then you, you uh, one of the first characters you see wake up, you see the Smurfs first. But then you see Alf on top of her dresser yep. wake up, and uh, he wakes up Garfield. And I get a little audio from that. You want to help track down the thief, Garfield? Hey, going through life with a blue lampshade is work enough. Wake me when the lasagna comes. Let me rephrase that. Do you want to help, or do you want to be lunch? My luck to be stuck on a dresser with a pushy alien. I love the <laughs> fact how they threw in the joke that Alf eats cats. I know, that's so good. <laughs> because in his own series, if you don't know from the 80s, 
Alf is alien who eats cats on his planet. And so yep. in a little way, you know, I guess little kids wouldn't quite understand that he's going to eat Garfield. But, you know, us who grew up with Alf knew mm-hmm. the joke that he was referring to, which I think was great. And I, th- I wish they would have used more jokes like that in the series. Yes, I, I completely agree. And, and uh, I really want that Garfield lamp. Yes. Which, which I guess that's something worth mentioning. Um, Alf, I think, comes out of a picture, and Garfield is originally a lamp. Yeah. And uh, I would love to have one of those for my room. And then right after that, uh, Slimer comes through the wall, I guess just as a ghost. maybe, Or does it come through the poster? I forget. I think he's a poster. Okay. So right above her bed, and they're all trying to wake her up. Little Corey is her name, little little sister. Trying to wake her up, let her know that somebody is stealing her piggy bank. Yep. So she finally gets up, you know, and... Uh, goes to her older brother's bedroom and she catches him holding the piggy bank and i got audio from that too it's me go away i'm just looking for is that my piggy bank i told you to stay out it it fell i was just trying to fix it is he kidding it fell from my dresser into your room you took it and what's in that box none of your business and keep your hands off. What's all this for? Either someone's conducting a major chemistry experiment, or this is a serious no-no. Toto, something tells me we're not in cartoon territory anymore. What's that funny smell? I hate to suggest this, but my guess would be marijuana. An unlawful substance used to experience artificial highs. Like you said, this gets pretty dark for a cartoon, and I honestly don't remember any other cartoon ever mentioning a drug's name before. I don't think so. They might um, they might allude. I know the to, capital got pretty heavy, but that was a little bit later. Yes, yeah, yeah, and that was a that was a prime time cartoon as well. Right, right. So that's why that mm-hmm. could be a little different. But yeah, this I mean, they actually later on mentioned crack, and I know marijuana is you know not as harmful, but to mention crack by the name that's that's pretty huge for cartoon as you can hear from the clip there are a couple of other major players in this as well and that's alvin and the chipmunks winnie the pooh who we haven't really heard and baby kermit is also there yeah um as as an alarm clock that i want also (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's go through some of the characters that are featured in this cartoon you get michelangelo from ninja turtles uh you get alvin simon theodore from chipmunks you get uh papa smurf and um Hefty Smurf and Brainy Smurf. Um, you get Miss Piggy. You get Kermy from Muppet Babies. Uh, Daffy Duck. Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Huey Dewey Louie from DuckTales. Uh, Tigger. That one surprised me. Yeah, yeah. That one comes like midway, almost almost when the cartoon's almost done. So it, it is quite surprising because you usually see, you see everybody else a couple times before that. Yeah. And uh, who else makes an appearance? Alf, of course. Alf, yeah. I think that's and, about uh, it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Porky Pig. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's it. And the cool thing is you get all the original voice actors, too. Or not original, because Mel Blanc did not do it, because he actually passed away right before they produced this cartoon. So you get Jeff Bergman, who's been on the show before. He's actually right. voicing Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck for the very first time here. Oh, okay. Cool. I mean, I figured uh, that it was pretty early for him, but I didn't know it was his first gig. I, know, I always thought that... Uh, Tiny Toons. Tiny Toons was, but that's, I guess, right after this. Yeah, I guess it would be... 
around the same time. I think Tiny yeah. Toons did come out around the same time here. So maybe they did produce this first. Still, that's 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 very cool to get to hear him for the first time. Yeah. And you also get to hear a couple other people too. Uh, George C. Scott is in it. Yes. Uh, playing uh, it, he's actually Smoke. Yeah, Smoke. He is actually the character following Michael around. He's kind of like his his uh like devil on his shoulder. You're telling him it's okay to do drugs. Mm-hmm. He's the one pressuring him into it. And you'll hear him in some audio pretty soon that I pulled. Um, yeah, George T. Scott, he was so good in this. I mean, he's an amazing actor anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it's such a great cast. And, and it's kind of cool because, you know, regardless of the networks, they could use a lot of the same voice actors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Uh, um, well, actually, actually, no, I guess Frank is about the only one who really played multiple roles. Uh, yeah, Frank was Slimer uh, and uh, Hefty Smurf and Baby Kermit. Yeah, but I guess he's about the only one who really transcended networks whenever it came to the voices that he yeah. did. But uh, it was it was it was uh, it's a great cast. For yeah, sure. amazing. And, and I love anything that Lorenzo music is in. Just got to say that <laughs> every time we talk about him, every single time. I do love Lorenzo <laughs> so much. Yes, yes. So before we go on, let's go ahead and play a few minutes from my short interview I did with Jason Marsden. Of course, like I said, you can hear the full interview later on on the podcast, either at the end of this week or beginning of next week. So you'll hear more talk about Cartoon All-Stars of the Rescue and his full career later on. But as for right now, we're just going to talk about the episode Cartoon All-Stars of the Rescue. So here we go. Hey, Tubesters, this is Buster Bunny. No relation to Babs Bunny. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you this very important interview from Saturday Morning Rewind. All right, so I wanted to get up with you to talk about the uh, um, cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. Do you remember doing that one? I do remember doing that. Yeah. Wow. How old were you when, you when you did that one? I think I was 13. Oh, wow. 12 or 13. I mean, it was 12 when I did it, maybe 13 when it came out. Okay. Yeah, I think- but I remember... Uh, yeah, the first like animated program to be released on you know then all the major networks. Yeah, because there's only deal. four. It was ABC, NBC, CBS, and I think Fox was at the time, or was it was like UPN, not before UPN, uh, and ran yeah simultaneously all at the same time. They really want to get that message out, and and having all the cartoon characters work together. Yeah, pretty cool. yeah. I was. I remember. I think I was either ten or eleven when it came out. Yeah. So we're almost the same age. And uh, it was a huge deal to see all of those characters. I mean, we get Roger Rabbit like around 1988. Right. But to me, these were the characters I wanted to see together. Yeah, where, where else could you see Alf hanging out with a Smurf? Yeah, I know. And the, the, the chipmunks. Puppet babies, and, you know, yeah. hanging out with Alvin and the chipmunks. DuckTales. I know you love DuckTales as well. I've heard you talk about yes. that before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when this, how did you get involved with Cartoon All-Stars? I, I think you had a few things on your resume prior to this, like Webster and Murphy's Law. And uh, was this your first voice actor gig? Uh, no. Um, the first voice actor gig I ever did was uh, Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Okay. I was uh, Kevin, the boy who's yes. friends with the Gummy Bears. Yes. And I only booked that because the boy previous to me went through puberty and didn't sound like a boy anymore. <laughs> and you still so, haven't gone through puberty. so. And I hadn't gone through puberty. I was still retaining my youth and um, so I could make more money as an actor. And uh, as a child actor, uh, but that was the first thing, and I and so I was already maybe that was like my shoe in because I was already kind of doing animation voiceover at the time, and um, and this is just you know another one of those things I auditioned for, 
And what about those recording sessions? Were, were those all-star voice actors in there as well with you? or were No, it was just me. I was um, – I didn't really know like – I don't remember if I read the script or not. All I knew that is that George C. Scott was involved who played Smoke, who played like, you know, yeah. the drug dealer in form of, you know, the marijuana vapor. Uh, and I did not get to work with him. Uh, I think I heard they had recorded him first, so I kind of – they would play his – performance back that I could work off of. And then I didn't, that was just one recording session. And then months later they brought me in to uh, do all the ADR, which for those who are listening, doesn't know what that is. It's automated dialogue replacement or actor directly recorded where they put an image of the, the final work in front of me. There's usually, and they cue you up. There's usually like three beeps and where the fourth beep should be. That's your cue. And I had to go in and do, I had to loop a couple lines and then the scene where, my character is going through like the right down the rabbit hole uh, and, 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 uh, and I just kind of had to ad lib screams and, and yells and whatnot. And I remember it's my first time ever doing that. And, uh, I did it one take and everyone was impressed, including myself. I, was like, <laughs> I, I think they're going to do like a cue at a time is just to be like, okay, you're falling off here. And then you're going down this, this spiral thing. And now you're doing this other thing. And I, and I, they just kept rolling. I just kept doing it. Just kind of like going off the, what I was watching. And, uh, one, one take Marsden. Hey, Toonsters. Flint here from G.I. Joe. I can't bring up the laser threat weapon system. Lady J, get your battle gear on, because Cobra's on their way. And we gotta get out of here. And now, back to the show with Tim and Gary. Yo, Joe! All right, so like I said, you can hear that full interview later on this week. So it's a really fun one. I highly recommend it. Nice. Yeah, it was nice hearing old Jason again on the podcast, wasn't it? Sure was, yeah. Um, <clears throat> look forward to hearing the rest of the interview. Uh, you know, he, he he is one of those people. He he sort of jokes about the whole puberty. Well, you guys sort of joke about the whole puberty <laughs> thing. But, you know, Jason was able to play the young character for so many years because of his height and his looks. Oh, yeah. And, uh that's that's not that's not too bad a gig. No, we we talk about his on-screen performances a little bit too in the episode. Even his white squall appearance too from the movie. Nice. So yeah, it's a fun one. I mean, Jason, I consider him a friend of the show because he pretty much is a friend of the show. So it was nice to catch up with him again. Right on. So anyways, back to the episode we're talking about. When we last left Michael, he was found at the arcade smoking out with some old friends there and uh falling for some good old peer pressure. Mm. And I got a little bit of audio from that, too. Where did you get the money for this stuff, Michael? What difference does it make? I got it, didn't I? Yeah, that's it. Do it. Makes you forget all about your sister and your stupid piggy bank, doesn't it? Yeah, this stuff's pretty good, but I got something even better. Latest thing. Now, that's cool. Mikey! Mikey, you gotta try this. It gives you a major high, like that. I'm in. Okay, I'll try it. You in, Michael? You don't want to be left out, do you? Come on, what are you waiting for? Try it, try it. You want them to like you, don't you? I love how Jason can pretty much voice him today. He can, he can definitely do the <laughs> voice still. Yeah, yeah, I can totally hear that. Which actually, <laughs> I, I, I forgot that he was the um, kid... I mean, I forgot that he was the voice of the kid in this uh, oh. special. So watching it, I kept saying, who is that? And then as soon as it occurred to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely Jason. And George C. Scott, I mean, he's just amazing. I can't 
believe how amazing. Of course, he's in, in Patton and, and Doctor Strangelove and so many other great movies. And it's cool to see him as a cartoon character. Agreed. I don't know if he's ever done any other. I think it did one other movie. One I can't forget. I can't remember the name of the movie, though. But this is only his only credit for a cartoon series, at least. Wow. Well, he did great. And this is the part where Bugs Bunny enters in and asks Michael why he started doing drugs. And then uh, Michael, of course, tells him that he started because he wanted to. And, uh, of course, we know that's not the reason why. And here's some audio from that. You know, kid, you don't look so good. What's this? A joint? So what's the big attraction? I mean, uh, how did you get started anyway? I started because I wanted to. What do you care? Call it uh, curiosity, Doc. But if you're giving me that old cause I wanted to routine, maybe you need a little memory refresher. A time machine? <laughs> I borrowed it from some coyote. Seat belts. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. Next stop, two years ago. <laughs> hey, way to go! Nice catch. Hey, thanks. And where's the color? Listen, kid, this is the past, and the past is in black and white. Get it? This is the bit where your whole life flashes before your eyes. Um, do you recognize that guy, perchance? Uh, it's me, when I was a kid. Do tell. You guys cruising for lung cancer or what? <clears throat> We're getting high. You know, <coughs> grass, marijuana. Well, yeah, sure, I knew that. Wanna hit? What's the matter? You scared? No, no. So, you still think it was your choice? Well, I didn't want him to think I was a wimp. Better a wimp than an all-day sucker. Everybody's doing it. Come on, it's no big deal. Do it. It's like the old saying, if everyone was jumping off a cliff, would you go too? Hmm, I guess you would, wouldn't you? Not very bright. Definitely not one of the world's foremost thinkers. Hi, guys. Freakazoid here. Don't freak out, but Saturday Morning Rewind will be right back. After a quick word from their sponsor. Oh, and don't forget to fly over to their site at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell is an independent podcast ran solely off of generous donations by listeners just like you. A lot goes into running a podcast, so if you want to continue hearing SMR and would like to get involved, please visit SaturdayMorningRewind.com and check out their Patreon campaign. With a small monthly donation, you'll get the opportunity to get involved and even hear your name on the show. Here's Tim to tell you more about it. Hey guys, Tim here. I just want to give a quick shout out to our $10 or more patrons for this month. So thank you so much to the Hunnic Outcast Podcast, CPR Unplugged with Tommy Waters, The Blake and Sal Show, and Jared Tolbert. If you want to hear your name here or donate in any other way, please go to our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com, and check out our Patreon page. On behalf of all of us, we thank you, and we hope you enjoy the rest of the show. 
Well, back to the show. Guys! Oh, guys! Guys around Tim! Gary! Guys! All right, so welcome back. And as we continue to talk about Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue, we last left off. Michael was kind of being t- chased and, uh, not, I don't know, not really being chased, but he's being trying to be taught by the cartoon all-stars that drugs are bad. Yep. Yep. Right, Gary? Yep. <laughs> that is correct. So right now, Michael is being, he, he's kind of denying that he has a drug problem, you know, and to all the cartoon characters. And he's running and he falls into the sewer. And can you imagine which character he runs into? Would it be a talking sewer turtle? I don't know. Let's find out. Dude, how did you ever get so totally cool? What am I doing down here? <laughs> like you fell through a radical hole, dude. You could have avoided it, but you weren't thinking. Come to think of it, that's a lot of your problem. What problem? Drugs, bud. Your brain must be, like, really messed up. Drugs don't do anything to your brain. They just make you feel good, right, Mikey? Right. Oh, dude, if you're taking his word for it, you're really in trouble. Better see for yourself. So then the next set of characters that he runs into are uh, probably my favorite from this episode. Huey, Dewey, and Louie from DuckTales. And our favorite little song that they sing right here called Million Ways. No, not Million Ways. What's it called again? Let me look at my uh, Yeah. <laughs> Wonder- wonderful Ways to Say No. Oh, man. I gotta get off of these drugs. Drugs? Oh, bad news, Michael. Why don't you just say no? Well, maybe it's because I don't want to. Maybe it's because you don't know how. Let's show him how to say no. Well, you look like three fine lads. You know, I might have something here you'd like to try. Something to make you feel real good. Wherever you go, no dice, no sir. If your pal says that's the advice, here's a practical reply. Go ahead, let's fly, spit right in his eye, and say no. Those drugs are so boring. I've been dreaming for football. And they tell me that works fine. But the bottom line's for sure, he's trying to say no. Now you could say beat it. Get lost, get out of my face with that stuff. But that could be tactless. You may prefer cool. Like this. I'll catch you guys later, okay? I've got too much homework. It's rough. I'm late for my baseball game and I'll miss my ride. My kid sister needs me. Her hamster does. Gotta hurry home. There's no time to kill. So I'll catch you later. Like heck I will. There's a million wild and wonderful ways to say no. <laughs> Guess I'm allergic. And a good excuse is something you never outgrow. It's back my complexion. When you pass a Check, protect yourself, get, get up, up and go. go! Be the first one on your block to say. Yeah, forget it, Doc. So then finally, after kind of realizing that drugs are bad, okay, that's a little South Park little reference, you like that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so bad. So bad. All right. So after he realizes that drugs are bad for him, he kind of rushes back to his bedroom where he sees his little sister, Corey, holding his box of drugs and a smoke is talking to her, trying to convince her to use drugs herself because she even says herself that maybe if I use these, my brother will like me again, which is really sad to think about. And I got yeah. the, here's the audio from the climastic, climastic. <laughs> here's audio from the climatic <laughs> ending, ending. Wow. This is bad. <laughs> here's the climatic ending of cartoon all stars to the rescue. Go ahead, kid. Open the box. It won't hurt you. Who are you? A friend of your brother's. Open the box, Corey. Well, if I were you, which I'm not, I wouldn't listen to him. Relax, he's only cloth and stuffing. <laughs> Besides, that bear doesn't get around much. I do. Trust me. Open the box. What is all this stuff? Why don't you see for yourself? Come on, Corey, your big brother uses it. And if I do what Michael does, maybe we could be friends again. Sounds right to me. What do you say? Corey, don't you ever... Ever, ever do this stuff. But you did it. I was a dope. I was wrong. <sighs> then stop. Please, Michael. I don't know if I can. Face it, kid. We're buddies for life. Whether you like it or not. You don't have to quit on your own. Talk to Mom and Dad. They'll help. I'll help. Listen to me, Mikey. I think I've listened to you long enough. Hey! <laughs> Can't get rid of me this easy. I'll be back, and you can bet on it. He's right, you know. He will try to come back. And when he gets here, we'll be ready for him. Right, guys? Right! Oh, oh, thank goodness. I thought I was going to miss something important. Let's go talk to mom and dad. So there you go. The ending of Cartoon All-Stars of the Rescue. Yes. It's a great special. It's got a, a wonderful message that I think is more relevant now than maybe ever before. Yeah. Uh, and, and it has a lot of great characters that are also timeless. I mean, kids these days might not really know who Alf is, yeah. but they'd know Michelangelo. They'd know the chipmunks. They'd know uh, Bugs Bunny. You know, how can you not know Bugs Bunny? So I think there's a lot of great little things in this for everyone. Exactly. And bottom line, kids don't fall for peer pressure. And honestly, you can enjoy life without drugs. That's my own personal opinion. It's very true. And uh, remember that. I mean, we sort of plan this accordingly for school starting back because, you know, this is whenever... For certain kids, whenever the temptation really becomes heavy and, you know, you're better without it. Yeah. And also, if you're not a kid listening to this and you're a parent like myself, you know, look out for those key signs that your kids may be in some trouble that they shouldn't be into and, and talk to them about it. Yes. It's very important to start a conversation because if you don't, who will? I wouldn't push them too hard because you know how kids are. They just rebel. But I would definitely investigate to see what's going on and uh, see if you can help out. That's right. Wow, this got serious. This is crazy. 
It did. It did. <laughs> so, so onto a lighter note, real quick, just something that I I, I meant to mention earlier. Uh, it's it's nothing new to get to hear the Muppet Babies sing or to hear the Chipmunks sing, obviously, but to actually get to hear uh, Michelangelo sing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened anywhere else. No, and it, uh, I can't think of anything tr- else. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> epic. And, and but like you said, Muppet Babies, but it also reconfirms how bad of a singer Gonzo is. <laughs> That's that's very true. <laughs> my wife was watching this, with my wife was watching it with me, and she was you know on her phone, and he came on uh, singing. And she looks up and says, "Ew, who is that?" <laughs> I sort of had to remove my headphones a little bit whenever he started. <laughs> All right, let's continue some of this cheer and end the episode on our little game that we're playing. Are you ready, Gary? Let's do it. So our reverse theme song game. Of course, we have a song that goes with that, and here that is. These two podcast hosts will compete to see who is the ultimate cartoon-themed champion. Who will it be? Find out now on... Audio Arcade! And now, here are your contestants. Two guys who still have the Tiny Toons theme on their Sony Walkman. Tim and Gary! That's right, folks. All right, who's going to go first, Gary? You want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Uh, f- first off, I'm a little bit concerned. How did how did Joshua know that I do have the Tiny Toons theme on my Sony Walkman? Um, That's a little scary. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I know, right? Um, I guess I will let you go first. So I'll play the song that you chose for me, the reverse theme song, like I said. Um, and we're, it's only five seconds of the theme song, so it's not the full it's not the full theme song, and it's backwards. So here's the very first song. Oh, I know it. I gotta hear it one more time. Oh, there's two that I'm picking from. Is it Captain Planet? Ah, you picked the right one. Good, 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 <laughs> good. What else were you thinking? Um, Kind of Pokemon-ish in a way. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. So here's the full version of it right here. Yeah, so now I am up to nine points, and you have yes. six. But here is your. Yeah, we did. We did have a slight miscalculation in the last episode that we did this, so we have since corrected it. Yes, right. Yeah, thanks to Gary. He went back and did some research because I hate listening to my voice. So he went back and listened to the last episodes, and we are officially at nine now versus six. All right. All right. Here's your very first one. Here we go. You ready? Uh huh. All right. <laughs> that that sounds a lot like uh, Mr. Bumpy in the Bump in the Night. <laughs> yes, that is correct. And here's the real version. With the monster, you it's funny how Jim's voice does not change backwards. It's 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 really odd because whenever you played the everybody bump part, I actually <laughs> thought that it was uh, him doing Taz. Oh so. wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, here's song number two for me. I know this one too. Hold on. Ah, 
oh, that's a hard one. I know what it is, but I can't think of it. Uh, can I listen to one more time? Yeah. I give up. I know what it is, but I can't think of it. So he would <laughs> let me listen to the real version. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> you jerk. You big old don't, jerk. Don't blame me. Blame the B-52s. I really could not think. I I knew what it was, too. Man, that sucks. Actually, I forgot what it was, um, and I didn't even know the first time you played it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. But then once I heard it again, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. All right. So now I have nine. You have seven. Here is yes. your next one. Uh, wow. <laughs> hmm. Can oh. I hear it again? No. Okay, no. you're ready. Here it is. It sounds kind of familiar, but I'm having a hard time pinpointing like the voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Dennis the Menace? Meh. Here's the ah. real version right here. Flintstone Kids. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that makes good sense now. Yeah, I thought that one was going to be harder. All right. It was hard. <laughs> All right, here is my last one. I can redeem myself right here by guessing this theme song right now. All right, one more time. I hear bats at the end. Do I hear bats at the end? I cannot confirm or deny. It's Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yes. I thought I heard some bats going on in there. Yeah, I, I kind of can tell it was a Hanna-Barbera just by the the 70s sound to it. Right, yeah. I figured that would be the easiest one of the bunch. Yeah. Seen. Where are you? We got some work Nice. Yeah, that one actually seemed harder. It seemed like it yeah. would have been harder listening to it. Yeah, if I had have not included the bat sound, you Maybe. probably wouldn't have guessed that one. I would have, I would have <laughs> tried to guess a Hanna-Barbera or something, but I don't know if I would have gotten that or not. Right. All right, so I'm at 10. Here you go, Gary, your last one. You ready? All right. <laughs> that would be Freakazoid. <laughs> yes, it is. Here we go. <laughs> so there we go. Ten versus eight. Yes. You keep getting one wrong occasionally, and I'll keep getting one right occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to another amazing episode of Saturday Morning Rewind. Hope you guys had fun. And any closing thoughts, Gary? Stay tuned. There's a lot of interviews coming up. And uh, we'll have some more episodes. We're gonna. I'm gonna make it a point to do better this year than I did last year because I sort of disappeared towards the end of last year. And uh, believe it or not, we're only three months from Christmas now. I know, crazy. So, uh. so we're we're coming up on some holiday celebrations and whatnot. So, lots of good episodes coming up. And uh, don't do drugs. That's right, kids. All right, we'll see you guys next time. 
Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.